The following podcast is part of the Underdog Sports Podcast Network. For advertising information or to find more great podcasts, visit us at www.theunderdogsports.com and follow us on Twitter at RealTheUnderdog. I am Professor Snipe, and this is the Potterhood Podcast with Nico Wright and Will Poznan. You're here to enjoy the subtle science and exact art of podcasting. As there's a little foolish wand waving here, many of you will hardly believe this is magic. However, for those select few who possess the predisposition, enjoy the show. Check, check, check. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. This is the Potterhood Podcast. I'm Nico White. I'm Opasnan. And this is a little bit different than how we usually do the podcast. (laughs) Just a little bit different. So, we have two very special guests with us this time. I forget what episode this is. Will, do you remember? 38. Episode 38. This is the high. 37, you shook your your head max. Is that like... This is no, the first episode. Huh? It's definitely 37. Oh, it's definitely 30, either 37 or 38. The last one was either 36 or 37. Yeah. Well, whatever the fuck it was, this is the high cast. This doesn't even get an episode number. This yes. is just the high cast. Special episode. <laughs> so what's about to happen is we're going to smoke a whole lot, like a lot, a lot. And we have two comedians on with us this time. And we're going to watch Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. And we're going to deep dive into this shit. We can't watch the movie and record at the same time. It'll mess the audio up. So we're going to watch it in about, let's say, 45-minute chunks. Yeah. And then come back and talk to y'all. But having said that, let's introduce our guest. First, is a very good friend of mine. I've known him for years. He's a staple in the New York comedy community. Case Rosso. Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm about to get really high. You're about to get really high. Case, how long have you been a Harry Potter fan? Um, I've been a Harry Potter fan. I've watched the movies for about, since they started coming out, and I love them. And I just started reading the books. So this is like, oh, really God. For me. What book are you on? I just finished the movie we're about to watch. I'm pretty excited. Yeah. You, you know what happened. He just finished Order of the Phoenix. I just finished Order of the Phoenix. So it's and interesting seeing the differences. Uh, what's the rules with spoilers for this? Huh? I mean, everybody listening has already seen the movie. Yeah, I don't think we have to do spoiler alerts. Yeah, that'd be crazy. Imagine someone, yeah. (laughs) Especially if they're this deep into the potterhood, we don't got to tell them shit. That's true. Our second guest is one of the fastest rising young comics we have here in New York City. And he's one of my favorites, Usama Siddiqui. Hey. What's up, man? What up, bro? And the host (laughs) of the, uh, what's it called? Mango Bay. Mango Bay Podcast. And Case is the host of the... Case of the Mondays Podcast. podcast. There you go. So make sure y'all check them out. We gonna get into the movie in a couple seconds. We'll see y'all in a couple seconds. Because funny shit is, they ain't gonna be able to tell when we cut back. (laughs) (laughs) We'll be really hot. (laughs) Don't know. All right, now we we only we only two minutes and eighteen seconds in. <laughs> Best movie ever! Best movie ever! It's in the order of the Phoenix. And first of all, if you've watched the movie, you know that Dudley is a piece of shit to Harry. We know this, right? Mm. But there's something special about the scene in the movie when they're walking up to Harry in the park, and Dudley's just like, "Your mom dead? <laughs> she dead?" And it's like, bro, it's so cruel because like you know know the story. And you know yeah. Harry is capable yeah. of blowing you to fucking smithereens. Yeah. Why would you play with this kid like that? If y'all were Harry, how would you have handled it? Same way. Same way. I mean, he he's trying to use what's good about Harry against him. So if Harry gives in, then he's say, then Dudley's right. It's kind of like the end of the movie 7, where like Brad Pitt's like... It's like the what's in the box right, scene. Right, right. Where right. it's like, if that character capitulates... Then he wasn't who we thought he was the whole movie. Well, here's the thing. I think when you here's the thing. I, I think what it is also when you back in when you were growing up, mm-hmm. when you had two or three boys behind you, mm-hmm. you thought you could lift up a building. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like I don't, when I had my boys with me, mm-hmm. I feel like I could destroy the world. So Dudley right. right now has his boys. He got four boys right now, five boys. So I, there's no magic anymore. And then, but the boys is the magic. I get right. you, but they're you the know? weakest looking four kids you've ever fucking seen. Right. 
It's, at least in the movie, anyway. I don't know how would they they're describe all, they're all sponsored. They're dressed like the Backstreet They're all sponsored horse. by Billabong. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they are. They all dress like they work in Arrow Pistol. <laughs> There's a clear move that every kid would take here that they're not doing because it's a kid's movie where I love it. you go, hey, Dudley, because every time you got picked on as a kid by a fat, bigger kid, you go, hey, yeah. at least I can see my penis, right? right? right. You make right. fun of him for not being able to see his penis. All his friends laugh at him. You were a very a astute kid when I was getting bullied by the fat person. I didn't even think of that shit, man. Well, that's the metaphor for magic. Magic is really just being able to say that in that moment. That's right. the whole of the Harry Potter world right there. <laughs> but see, here's the real crazy part to me is what happens next, where Harry pulls his wand out in the movie and he points it at Dudley, mm -hmm. and you can see, like, Dudley's friends not knowing what the fuck is going on. Yeah, right. Yeah, kind of like, like they're laughing. Right, right. Like, you don't even know, this is the most serious thing that could possibly happen to you. Like, right. if Harry was just a little bit different, you'd all be dead. Right, right. right. Yeah. Oh, Easily, and, and they show that in the in the books that he has that capacity. Yeah, he's like oh, yeah. he's angry. Not, he's, he's shaking with anger angry in the books dude. pretty regularly. <laughs> this is like the equivalent of a kid waving a gun in the movie. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And meanwhile, the other kids don't even know that it's a fucking mm -hmm. gun. Right. Right. This is one of those weird moments where I feel like Harry kind of picked the um. It's kind of like a fork in the road. Yeah. You know, where he could either fall in line and be kind of Voldemort-ish and really flex. And turn this motherfucker into a blimp like he did his aunt. Yeah. Or he could do what he did and try to let cooler he heads prevail. Well, that, that's the whole book, I think, Lord of Phoenix, mm -hmm. is him getting frustrated, right? That nobody believes him mm -hmm. uh, of his encounter and then that he's back. And it's like sh that anger mm -hmm. that keeps brewing. That's why it's not my favorite movie It's a, or book. It's like mm -hmm. a lot of that anger pervades the entire book. And it's just like, eh. You got yeah, tired of being right. so angry. Yes, but I get it. I get why uh, J.K. spent mm -hmm. so much time on it? It's like it's mm -hmm. the fork. It's like this is truly one of the climaxes of his fucking whole journey of his life. Of yeah. his life, right? But he's ramping up. The Order of the Phoenix is getting together. I mean, right. like everything's kind of just the band's back motion. together, yeah. <laughs> right? This is this is that movie where you kind of feel like you know if you watch cartoons, you know how they had that old trope of the old people coming back just that one time. And they go to do a mission, they all end up kind of dying. Yeah. That's kind of what Order of the Phoenix felt like for me. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. Especially considering we lost Sirius Black. But again, we only two minutes and 18 seconds in. It's going to be the wrong time. We just lost him two hours later. We haven't, we haven't even lit up yet. This is going to be fucking wild. All right. The broom, I knew. Hilarious. Are we waiting for Russ? Yeah. Nah, we don't, need, we don't need to wait for Case Case to be right out. So, so, so far, you know what? Uh, this movie's in improving in my eyes right now. Because it was my least favorite movie for a long time. Mm -hmm. And least favorite book combo. Right. But the way I'm watching it right now, I'm like, actually, this is setting up good scenes. Besides, you know, Harry's acting. Everything's kind of like, yeah, it's tight. It's so, not just Harry's. A lot, some of the acting. So let's remind them of where we are. So, so far, we're 44 minutes and 57 seconds into Order of the Phoenix. And we're, we're just arriving to where... Harry's starting to go through the shit with Umbridge and all of that. He just got he just got out of detention, writing everything on his hands and whatnot. And I don't know if you all know, but Daniel Radcliffe admitted that this was around the time when he was drinking a lot mm. on set. Oh, wow. <laughs> and knowing that and watching this movie, it makes a lot of sense. Like when him and when him and Draco were about to fight, when they were getting off the train. The way that he jumped at Draco, it's like you can definitely act better than that. Yeah, yeah. I've yeah. seen you do it in the movies before this, and I've seen you do it in the sixth movie, seventh, and the eighth movie. The fact that he's so kind of erratic in this one, right. it it shows me that like he really was fucked up. And think about it, the fact that he did this good of a job, drunk, how good of a job do you think he could have done if he was more um, sober? Right. Yeah. I mean, he was never that amazing an actor. Let's let's not say that Daniel Radcliffe was just like motherfucking the guy. Okay. You know, he was a guy who looked good in glasses, so that's why he got the role. I mean, it's literally that. That's it. He got discovered on fucking Diagon Alley or some shit, right? Right. So I'm not a huge fan of his acting. I like his interplay with the. You sound a little character. upset. You weren't selected for this okay. movie. I think the song, I, did you audition? I was, I auditioned for Bobby Patil. Uh -huh. <laughs> I didn't get it. Maybe a little salty. That's right? weird. <laughs> At least Dean That's Thomas, very progressive bitch. Progressive auditioning of that. <laughs> yeah, because you were real stern on his acting. <laughs> but I, I do agree that there's a lot of the emotional stuff that he doesn't do well for me. 
because this is this is the one where he has he, it's the most emotional. 100%. This is the most emo book of them all. This is the one where he's grappling with all these feelings. And this is actually a very it's a very interesting book because it is such a shift, mm-hmm. and it only lasts one book actually. Like it's not like this he has to deal with this later because everyone comes back on his side. But this is a book where it's the first time where you see like no one's on his side. Right, and he goes from being yeah. kind of the golden child. Yeah. To the black sheep. Solid, solid twist. Everything's going against him. Yep. People mm-hmm. are writing articles. Like, <laughs> is that the worst thing that you think of? People are writing. In, 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 Wait, there's one newspaper. It's, it's, it's a millennial there's, thing to think, though. Imagine you know what I'm there was a channel and you had one. Salon.com did a thing on him. <laughs> <laughs> but imagine you have one source for everything. Right, right. And in right, that one right, thing. Right. And it's wrong. Like, about this guy. You. And someone's like, the quibbler? So now so. that was going to be my yeah. question. Because in this movie, Dumbledore is very distant from Harry, right? So with that distance... Which we all know why. How would you feel about Dumbledore if you were Harry Potter in these moments? Because for me, I know that I would um, I would kind of start believing the ministry. That Dumbledore was starting to go crazy. Mm-hmm. I would think that he did have ulterior motives because he was moving so different. And if I have questions and you, you aren't answering them, and you're making yourself even more distant than you were, and it's not making sense... And Harry's how old in this in this song? Fifteen. I want to say fifteen. Well, not, I thought he was thirteen or fourteen. No, no, it's always one year, right? It starts at eleven. So I think he's 15. fifteen, yeah. So if 15. I if it's fifteen year old me going through what they're going through, where it's like motherfuckers are dying and all that shit. I just seen one of my friends Ooh. get killed. I'm not gonna want somebody to betray me. I won't want to feel betrayed. So I would start to believe that Dumbledore had some type of ulterior motive. Right. Well, here's the also. What do you think that ulterior motive would be? I would think he would be trying to be the minister of magic because it just wouldn't right. make sense because it's so out of character for Dumbledore to be that distant. Mm. And in this case, like you said about the actor that plays Dumbledore in this movie, he kind of makes it seem more cruel. All right, I got another one for you. Same thing. Okay. What if what if you what if you it occurred to you Dumbledore? Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe in some fucking fucked up way, it just occurs to you real quick. Maybe he's switched. And now he's working with the Dark Lord. Okay. Yeah, that was now I'm fully whoa, okay. whoa. being abandoned that's by this guy. Great. So what? that's what you would think. Imperius curse. Impediment. Uh, no, I no, no way. way. I, I wouldn't think I that. Know. Okay. The water twist. What are you doing? Oh, uh, evil I Superman. Whoa, <laughs> that's, too far. that's crazy. That was that's not because guys, that was oh, the weed talking. I'm, I'm sorry. Like too live in this. That's a marijuana what thought. The fuck? What if Dumbledore was? What if the sun was the, the moon, fuck man? Shit, dude. <laughs> nah, I don't think. Uh, I, for me anyway, I don't think that would be possible. Just in because no way. I don't think Dumbledore could be weak enough to be controlled. There it is. You understand? But what if this whole time mm-hmm. he was? Nah, he's done too much. Trying that, to become what? the Dark Lord. That would never. That would never. And then be the good Lord. Okay. But he was the only wizard that Voldemort ever feared. Right. That alone means you can't get turned by him. Yeah, you should have just tried to take his power, Dumbledore. What are you doing fighting with these fucking kids? <laughs> just become the new lord, but be the good lord. Yeah. I think like, just of the power. fucking go I against think him. I get what Case is saying. Yeah. I, I, I get the, the point of what you're saying. I don't get the execution in how you're saying it. You the like, question he is takes like, his power. He goes over, learns mm-hmm. some dark arts, uh-huh. and then some becomes becomes even more powerful because okay. he's already. Let me let me pause you here. Let's center again. So, what would you do? What if Ginny became Lord Voldemort? What are you saying, bro? This is crazy. <laughs> I know. This is crazy. <laughs> so, what if? It's you. You're Harry. Dumbledore is being distant from you. You're 15. You're going through everything Harry's going through. How would you feel about Dumbledore, Usama? All right. So this is one of those things, like, you know, in real life where, like, everything's going to shit and then your best friend gets a girlfriend during that time and he can't spend time with you. The one guy you need. That's the Harry thing right now. It's his best friend. Right. He's not, he's not just a mentor. He's, that's his best boy, really. Right. And in this moment, <laughs> you need him, not even for just, like, answers. You just need him to be there. Hey, Dumbledore, I need you just in my life. Right. And then he goes 86 on you. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do? You're going to accept that? Right. You're going to lash out. Are you going to go lash out so much that you're going to be like, you're the Voldemort now? You're the Dark Lord? Right. Case, you're out of control. You're, like, you're, <laughs> you're out of line. Oh, he's, no. out, he's out of line. I'll be it's honest. crazy. Whoa. I, but, I, but you know what I'm saying? So I think every one of Harry's emo- emotions is valid here. And Dumbledore, fuck, you know? Mm-hmm. You're playing with a, a, a kid. Because that's the beauty of J.K. Rowling. She made this kid grow up in a very high-stakes environment. 
but so Dumbledore is taking care of the high stakes, but Harry's still taking care of his newly dropped balls. Right. You know? Now you're, he, his body's going through shit. Right. You're going through puberty. You're already more aggressive. Right. And now you have the aggression that is Harry Potter's young life. Yeah. So, again, you, how would you feel about Dumbledore? I'd say, like, just give me something. Mm-hmm. Give me a sign that we're still good. Hey. Yeah, he won't even give him that. Right? He takes it way too lightly. You know what I mean? Like, he should have just tried to contact him more. So how would you take a case? I would have went right at him. You what? Like, dude, Avada Kedavra. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that. That was a little much. Yeah, yeah. A little much. Got yeah. a little wild there. My, my yeah. temper gets me. Yeah, my bad, my bad. I think <laughs> I would have done the Tapashi Six Nine approach. Yeah. Oh, just Snitched. Like, <laughs> no, just went all over social media, just with the beef, but not went to Dumbledore specifically. I will say this: that if Takashi Six Nine was on a Quidditch team, he would be the seeker. He would, for because sure. Because he loves a snitch. Anyway. <laughs> loves a snitch. Keep it moving. That's going to be the clip that Keep we it. share for this episode. Keep it moving. We got to get a camera soon, but yeah. definitely that's the clip we're going to share for this episode. You fucking loon. So he'd be the seeker. So, Case, yeah. if it were you and you were Harry, you would go right up to Dumbledore and just confront him. I would him. constantly be bothered. I'd be like, I see you. You're in the lunchroom. I'm looking at you. Right. Stop trying to ignore me. I would yeah. go up to him. I'd keep bothering him. I know like, you're gay. I thought it was office. <laughs> okay. So now, Will, for you, what would the feeling I be? I saw your pensive. Oh, I would definitely feel uh, just frustrated and and I'd feel just angry. Yeah. For yeah. sure. I think that's how you make like Fenrir Greybacks is you just ignore <gasps> kids mm-hmm. and then just nice. let them be angry in the corner and then that kid gets powerful in the corner yeah. and then you have a psycho. Well, sure. thankfully it all worked out in Harry's case. Yeah. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Harry didn't end up becoming that way. But one false move, if Dumbledore did this wrong and he almost did, Harry could have went in the complete opposite direction. Right. If he would have had another kind of personality. And I ain't going to hold you with my personality at that time. I wouldn't have went Voldemort's side because, yeah. you know, if you're Harry, Voldemort's trying to kill you. But right. yeah. I might have started up my own shit. Like, fuck everything. I'll start my own thing, become powerful and do something. Here's what I wish the book did. I wish the book made Dumbledore a more giving force in the fifth one to really, sh- like, put Harry Shatter at odds. Because yeah. right. Harry, this could have been super, super uh, engaging uh, if Voldemort became a good guy in, in number five. Because mm-hmm. but Dumbledore's an obvious bad guy now, mm-hmm. but Voldemort's also the bad guy. So it's just really mm-hmm. negative for, on every level for Harry. But say, what if in the books, Voldemort became this sort of like, hey, let me explain myself. This is what happened. Yeah, These yeah, are the yeah. people that happened. I get what you this mean. Is what I, I had right. to do what I had to do. All of a sudden, Harry's like, you know what? I get it. Well, he's I didn't like, kill your parents. Here's what actually happened. Put a right. different memory in his fucking head. Right. You right. know? Right. Maybe Dumbledore was in the back watching or something. Like, what? How did Dumbledore... And then create that. Confuse him. Confuse him. Confuse him. And it's kind of weird that Voldemort didn't try. Was Voldemort scared of their connection? Because you would think Snape said one of the things that Dark Lord would try to do is make people go fucking crazy. Right. And, like, he toyed with Harry, but he never tried what you just said. Right. In case you just read the book, do you remember him ever trying anything specifically like that? No. Wow, not, not, not nothing that nefarious, right? Right, he, and that would create such a fucking compelling ass story, like to have Voldemort try and like yeah. woo Harry yeah. over. Because like, like, every time he's like, "We're the same," and Harry's like, "Nope, no, right. I, don't, I don't, I don't think we are. We're good." <laughs> what if Harry was like, "Wait a second, we are." Yeah. Right, not, see, not just like connected, but like in my soul, I understand you. He right. start, he starts to become yeah. redeemable. All right. you ever have to do is redeem yeah. somebody like that. Right, and it is kind. Voldemort was a oddly non-strategic strategist if that makes sense yeah. yeah because he he was so afraid of harry that he didn't try harry i think he accessed harry accidentally mm-hmm. until he was like sure of the connection and then he only manipulated it that one time if you knew you could get harry to believe something right why not get him earlier and just smite him way no, early no matter how good a comic you are there's that one room where you've never killed him mm-hmm. <laughs> and every time you walk in that room you kind of flash back to your weakest self like right fuck. That was him for for Voldemort. Right. When he right. went back to Harry, he was reminded that he was not the most powerful thing ever, uh, and that would strike the most fear in his heart. A man who wants to rule the world. What are the what's the biggest fear to that person? Right. It's someone who would undermine that. Okay. Right. Yeah. So that's what I think. What it was, it definitely was the fear of of um, of of confronting his own frailty, which is actually Voldemort's biggest weakness. 
100. is that his hubris, obviously, but also his inability due to his hubris to confront him, his actual frailty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's what, that's what got him killed. Well, it's, it's the one thing that he's most afraid of, like you said, is his frailty. That's right. why he clings to life as much as he does. Because and he death hates is life, like, too. Yeah. He hates life, but death is such Weird. a reminder yeah, of weakness. Yeah, right. You, you, again, comic metaphor. The, the one... You know, lame comic who, after he gets out of mic, starts hating on other mic comics. Mm -hmm. Because he was, at his core, always a nerd. Yeah. moment he got something, boom, get some fucking Death Eaters around you and start shitting on the lower class. Now, this right here (laughs) is every comic that I've ever met. Say names. (laughs) Name names. Name names. You know you can't name them, dude. You can do that shit on a non-Potterhood podcast, (laughs) but we don't talk about those peasants on the podcast. this is might be one of the most interesting things um, that we've ever done on the Potterhood. And we might even make this a, a regular you yeah. know, segment when we have guests on. Could you see a Thestral? Meaning, have you, you know, seen right. death? Now, in my case, I could see multiple Thestrals. I could see a fucking <laughs> oh, small shit. classroom of them shits. <laughs> and when you think about it, you have characters like Harry, Ron, Hermione, all those all these kids that saw death at such an early age, we never really get to see the ones that got badly affected by it. Right. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. All the ones that got affected, like, they just died. And, like, we see the Weasleys. But we never really get to see what Lavender... Did Lavender die? Was yes, Lavender? Lavender dies. We never get to see mm-hmm. what her parents went through. You know what I mean? We get to see right. the tragedy of, um... What's his face? Um, Cedric's father. And, like the book they put out after the regular Harry Potter series. But it's funny to me that they never really delved into what those characters went through, like Goyle's parents and whatnot. How did they feel when their son died? Right. There's a lot of grief that they don't talk about. They go to those places, like they go to St. Mungo's a little bit. They, they see Longbottom's parents. Ooh. I think... That's a new movie. Just St. Mungo's. I think St. Mungo's <laughs> would be a great spin-off. That'd be a great yeah. spin-off. For Harry. It's like, St. Mungo's. Yeah, exactly. Oh, my God. St. Mungo's. And basically... You're, there's like a doctor. I'm thinking like a magic Grey's Anatomy. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Or one flew over St. Mungo's. One flew over St. Mungo's. Air horn. Is that Man. doable? Air horn. Yeah, is not? it doable? I don't know, but if it is, like you got to commission us for it. Yeah. Point Think about first. it, dude. That hasn't been done yet. There's been every, uh, you know, fucking date, nah, doctor show in history. Magic date, doctor show. With magical. Problems, magical, physical problems. Yes, yeah, absolutely, dude. Saint, yes, yeah, sure. This guy got a slug us. growing out of his Yeah, right. we so got a, we got a, we got a bad Imperius. So we <laughs> have know? three different genres set in the hospital. You have one flew over the cuckoo's nest, yeah. which Max suggested. Mm-hmm. You have Grey's Anatomy, Grey's Anatomy, which you suggested. Yeah. Ooh, anatomy's a hard word. Huh? It is a tough <laughs> word. Blah. And then also the third option would be a house style show. Mm-hmm. Right. Or scrubs. Diagnostician. Well, it's a whole new genre, bro. Have all of them, right. bro. Just no, if you can version. only do one for St. Mungo's, where are you putting your St. Mungo's? Well, before, you, before, you, before we get too far off. ER. <laughs> Usama, could you see a Thestral? I can see a Thestral. I could. I, it's, but I, I, it's not... I, it's, I, I, here's the thing. You have to see death happen or you see a dead body? See a dead body. Okay. In real, right. So if, I, if it's a see death happen, no, I came in after... So you've seen it. The person body. died. Yeah. Gotcha. Where uh, were you? I, I, I used to work in a doctor's office. So I used to always just. Oh, see. okay. So but then they never let us come in mm-hmm. the, during the fucking. You uh, have a feeling of death about you. Oh! <laughs> I was that skinny back in the day when you first met me. He's like, oh. He's dying. I had Thestral body for a long He's time. He's on the <laughs> way. I had Thestral body for a long time. Try a new diet pill. Look like a Thestral. <laughs> <laughs> Before I was a fucking hippogriff. And then I had one pill. <laughs> and now Thestral. Okay. Uh, I like it. It's all very sad. Case, could you see a Thestral? I haven't seen death. I've seen a dead body. If that counts, then yes, I could see a Thestral. Where did you see a dead body? How did I saw, happen? I was at a funeral, and there was a dead body. <laughs> it checks out. And, he has uh, such a nice life. <laughs> right. I only see dead bodies at funerals, yeah, bro. Yeah. It was Netflix. And life is pretty sweet. Did, did, did you ever see one on your way home? Oh, no. <laughs> Where do you think I live? Have you seen Narcos? Have you seen Narcos? I'm Law and Order. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This is a dead body. Okay. So, how about yeah, you, uh, I, Yes, and it's only true recently. Oh. Um, Holy shit. Like, no, like, a, about a year ago, my grandfather died, oh, yeah. and I was in town, mm-hmm. and uh, and 
Yeah, we went over to the, the to the room and we saw him, and that's the first time I saw a dead body. Oof. I know it's such so different in tone. Yeah. Than anything. Yeah. <laughs> we were all like, yo, did you, know, you, know, case, case cases, you just said that heart felt the case. Like, Ooh. <laughs> I thought of mine. I thought of a dead one I saw. Yeah, he couldn't handle. Yeah. This is actual grandpa. I know. <laughs> that sucks. That sucks. Anyhow, I'm trying to break the tension. But anyway, how hard is wrong? Like, though? I hard left. <laughs> Oh, by the way, yeah. Case is extremely infatuated with Ron Weasley. His dick just took a hard. Uh, I was jerking off in the bathroom when this podcast started. I was thinking about Ron. And we don't. This know kid Ron. can do pull-ups. When, when Ron showed up in one of the scenes, Case like, "Yo, this kid is jacked. Yo, what the fuck, dude?" And it makes no sense because John. To be fair, just... what I said was when I was a kid mm-hmm. and I saw this, I used to think Ron was jacked. Now right. I think he looks like a kid. But at the time, I was like, right, right. "Ron's here." Well, you you, you know, like, go to kids like ten pounds heavier, and he looks gigantic to you yeah. when you're so because you're. 110 pounds yeah, yeah. right that's why when that's why when you're a kid you think your dad is the strongest man in the world right he biggest just, dick we, strongest man he just weighs right. over 140 pounds you're like right. this is right. the largest person i've ever seen right. 100%. <laughs> you're like that's definitely the strongest person ever and there's no contest right yeah. right um there was one more question that i had before we got back into it so who would be fudge in like our current climate like, like, if you had to put people in certain uh, places. I think Osama has an idea. Uh, what? Uh, <laughs> I, I believe there was a Bernie Sanders uh, no. riff from before. before? <laughs> nah, I definitely think Fudge would be Biden. You think Fudge, Fudge would be Biden? Biden. Yeah. You yeah. think, you thought Bernie Sanders would be... Aberforth. Aberforth right? Dumbledore. What? Yes. Now, why Why was that? <laughs> Bring it back a riff from like twenty minutes ago. Hold on, I'm gonna let you take a breath so you can I stop. Mean, wait till we get heaving, to heaving into my April people's fourth ears. Was the old like nothing that you? Because uh, Albus was the main uh, leader. April fourth was the workhorse okay, of Albus. He was on the. It was an order. He did a lot of the fucking grunt work. I honestly shouts April fourth. That motherfucker did not get the shouts he deserved. That's Bernie. Working class right. hustler, old as fuck. Yeah, and always, every every time, get screwed by somebody. And you know, Should you know, every fourth, every fourth also sounds like Bernie. You know, he's just like, and once again, about that cadaver. You know, there's a great, uh, yeah. like there's a great video on YouTube where they talk about the parallels be- between Aberforth mm-hmm. and like the Pan character in Greek mythology. Okay. Oh, wow. And like uh, this Viking mythology, yeah, it's a cool. It's uh, I think it's movie flame. You know, white guy made that. that for sure, dude. Oh yeah, <laughs> we gotta check white, that out. White yeah, history project. All right, <laughs> when we when we we gonna get back into it, we'll holler at y'all forty five more minutes. Whew. I forgot you. I might eat. Let's do it. Yeah, yeah. Nice. All right, so we just finished Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. Nine so. pounds of weed. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> so, gentlemen, first of all, how I do you feel? Some of it. Hi. Hi. <laughs> very, Nick, very well. No. Hello. Good, thank you. No doubt. Have you found yourself? No doubt. So now, of all the scenes that we watched in this movie, which one stuck out to you the most? Waterball fight. Okay, so Dumbledore. That's always water. visually. I'm just saying visually. When I was a kid, that was the motherfucking CGI pinnacle. Mm-hmm. A waterball in the sky. I was like, that. I still remember that scene. Just when, you, when y'all said we're doing Order of the Phoenix, I was like, oh, water ball. Immediate. Yeah, yeah. Immediate. Oh, yeah. Iconic fight scene right it there. It kind of looks like Avatar mode. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, sure. To you guys who don't watch Avatar's Last Airbender, I apologize for that reference, but you should look it up, man. Don't apologize for the best TV show of all time. It's <laughs> yeah. a great TV show. Yeah, bro. Great I'm, I'm with show. you, dude. Jesus oh, Christ. Case, what stuck out to you most? You know, it's hard because now you ask me, and it's like, do you mean from the movie or from the book? From the movie, the movie that we just saw. So the reason I say that <laughs> is because there's stuff that when you read the book, because I just read the book, right? Mm-hmm. I just finished it. Mm-hmm. So my brain is like having a hard time. It has taken me a second to reconcile between the two, okay. you know? Because there's scenes that are so big in the book. And if you just read right. the book, you watch right. the movie, you forget right. that that's not happening. Like when Harry is talking to Dumbledore at the end, in the book, that is like a level. Like remember the Joker that just came out? I don't know if everyone yeah. saw that. Like. He gets pretty uh, crazy in that. That's like a level 11 emotional scene in the yeah. book where he's like, you didn't do this. And uh, he's, uh, he's uh, freaking out. He's really like breaking down in the book. And then in, you're watching it. And that really isn't 
that big. There's other stuff that's more emotional than that. And you know is what that mean? disappointing? Because I feel like yes. for me, it's a real letdown. Yeah, definitely, definitely. You don't really get a you don't really get an answer for the way that Harry was treated, and he never really gets a way to give Dumbledore all of the weight that he's been right. holding. I, I think they See, tried to do that. Whole, no, the whole year. I think they tried to do that, but Dan Radcliffe is such a bad actor that they're just like, listen, we don't have enough hours in the day. So what you're seeing in this movie is the best takes but do you think of, of his shitty acting. He can be that bad yeah. of an actor. I dude, have you seen Anakin Skywalker act in fucking the second one? But Daniel Radcliffe gets better in the later movie. He does. He does. Yeah, because he drank more water. Yeah. yeah. Dude. yeah. He got hydrated, bro. So now here's something that we do here on the on the podcast. It's called the If They Were Black, right? So okay. we take um a character. Or host I wonder who thought of that idea. Oh, you already know. <laughs> so we take a character or host characters and, you know, based on everything, what would happen if they were in the story and they were African American. So <laughs> for this, I'm picking the Hogwarts staff. Okay. But Umbridge is still who she is. How do they then react to Dolores Umbridge? So are we making Umbridge precious right now? No, okay. no, no. Umbridge is who she is, and McGonagall is like Vivica Fox. Uh huh. McGonagall doesn't step she'd down be, on the stairs in the stairs scene. Right. She'd be Gale, actually, I think. McGonagall would be Gale. She'd be Gale. But then Fudge would be Oprah, and then Dumbledore <laughs> would have to be Oprah and some shit like that. Um, Oprah? What would happen? Would like McGonagall just uh, go at Umbridge and yell, uh, Somebody hold me back? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> hold me back. Well, well, that's, that's the thing. That's, for, that's where it gets tricky because that's for you to decide. Right. I don't know. I guess okay. yeah, that's the first thing that comes to mind. Yeah. Okay, so tri- according to she'd you, she'd be more maybe would uh, she went if back she were down. black, she would um, maybe have confronted mm-hmm. the problem more head on in an honest way. I, I like I how about to play different music when she went into his class. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> <laughs> He's like playing swing or something. Yeah, yeah. I feel like if Umbridge was black, there'd be like a church rule. You know what I'm saying? Like every Sunday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There'd be like uh, y'all go, y'all going to church? No, but Umbridge stays yeah. the same. I'm saying if the staff, the staff, oh, yeah, oh, they're black. Except Umbridge. Oh my god. Because Filch would definitely be um the oh. Samuel Jackson character from Django. That's Tre- Trelawney would definitely 100 percent uh, incense. Um, oh yeah, oh yeah. Trelawney I mean, would definitely sell. Incense. She's gonna sell incense with her sister. That's uh-huh. where she's going. Who's that bald 100%. bald midget? Was a black dude from. Uh, <laughs> Oh, Me, myself, and Irene. Yes, yes. That he would be Flitwick. I yes. Think. yes. Wow. Yes. Good casting. Oh, there it is. There it is. That is oh, hilarious. Because yeah. he has the same personality. Goofy yeah. ass oh, bitch. He, he would be an asshole. I like to. He would talk shit. Boom. Get the boom. fuck out my face. Umbridge. I just imagine Bernie <laughs> Mac as Snape. I don't know why. Funny. <laughs> oh, you gotta remember. Funny. <laughs> you gotta remember. <laughs> I, I love you, mama. Imagine people. I love you, mama. <laughs> mad. <laughs> I just imagine people writing in mad, like good, oh, good. I see. Um. Okay. So I don't know. I don't think it would change all that much. I think some things would be a little different. I think they'd be a lot more strategic in how they taught their classes. You know what I mean? I think you'd get a lot more. Like they'd form a union almost. Like mm. Umbridge would have a much harder time. Teachers wouldn't just fall in line. Oh, yeah. bullshit. Oh, interesting. Interesting. You know, it would be like a coup going on once Dumbledore would have been out. Yeah, right. yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure, they would definitely like link up better. And I to have like a. Uh... It's just surprising that they didn't do that. Yeah. You know, or at least they didn't put that. On they the didn't really. Right. I mean, the people who accomplished the most were uh, Fred and George. Yeah, we really don't get a lot of the teachers. In any of these movies, we don't really get to see them go through. They they do mention them on the books how they're how amazing they are. Like where uh, Flitwick apparently all those charms he couldn't get rid of. Flitwick in two seconds removed the charms later. Yeah. Talk about that. Yeah, the one that you was know? in the movie that's in the book, the uh, the swamp. It turned like a whole part of uh, Hogwarts into like a swamp, like a hallway. Right. Uh, how does uh, how does Hagrid leave if he's black? I I don't know if Hag. I think well, he's already Hag- living in a slum. Okay, I, that's <laughs> that's kind of already like a weird. Not a nice also, word. it's kind of it's kind of racist. That the guy's name is Kingsley Shacklebolt. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you, that, so? The one black character that had to use the word shackle in there. I don't know. So, <laughs> that's all I'm saying. Oh, Think about wow. it. Open your fucking eyes, dude. I, I never, never thought, thought about that. that. That was a riff from 30 minutes ago that I thought of. And I was like, hey, got well, him. That was a great one. Good job, buddy. Well, you know what? You noticed that you're the first person to ever notice that. Boom. Shacklebolt. Yeah. I see you, JK. <laughs> what are you trying to say? Uh-huh. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. And Dean, and Dean was a Thomas. Dean was a Thomas. Dean. The 
Dean of what? Of the jail? Huh? Open your fucking eyes, guys. Hilarious. Open your fucking eyes. A lot going on here. Uh huh. All right. So for this segment, if this is called Shadow Point, right? So Shadow Point is you pick a moment for a character, somebody, and you tell us how you think they didn't shatter in that moment when they should have, or how they shattered in a moment when they shouldn't have. So okay. for me, <laughs> I'm going to say Ron Weasley, right? Yeah. yeah. I'm surprised when? he didn't have a bigger reaction when his dad got hurt. Okay. Ah, yeah. Like, you just read the book. And it Crazy. And since I read the book. Mm-hmm. How did he react in the book, if you can remember? That was, uh, now that you bring it up, uh, <laughs> it's also crazy to me. Because I didn't even, um, there's so many other things I was thinking of that, like, at that point, yeah, in the books, like, it's a whole big thing. His whole family's like, oh, no, my dad might be dead. He, like, freaks out. It's a whole emotional thing. Like, they don't really showcase it. Got you. Because that's the one thing mm-hmm. I was getting after watching the movie. Like, so Ron's just... Sitting there, yeah. Do people not just like want to watch kid actors? Is that what it is? Like, I, they, they I cut out all these emotional yeah. moments for them, yeah. Yeah, people like, ah, he's 15. Uh, no, we're not gonna do this. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. the, I don't know what the they get right back to the vets as soon as they can, yeah. It is oh, true. Yeah, the, the heavy acting seems to uh, be on the shoulders of the adults, yeah. You know, these like our kids are good, yeah. They're not but... terrible, you know. There's moments, mm-hmm. they have moments in and out. I mean, Seamus Finnegan isn't gonna win any fucking awards, I don't think. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I'm yeah, sorry. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just throwing it out there. Uh, I'm just saying, like the, the kids, they they made them all kind of subdued. Like none of them really experienced anything. This movie, mm-hmm. it's really that's what the problem. My problem with this movie because other movies they do. You look at fucking Harry in Book Seven and Hallows. Right. He's in it, bro. Right. And so in this one, it's like they subdue all the emotions. Ron's emotions. They subdue Harry's. Everyone's kind of just like. Just uh, that sort of numb teenage sad, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I thought that's not the actual story. The story is no, insane, really crazy, right? And they, I, they, they and tone I, it down. And I think that they kind of do a disservice to the kids in a way in the movie because they take away all the emotions from them. Right. You don't get to see them struggle with anything. What was it? Why or would it be too hard to watch a they bunch of kids play. crying that hard all the time? It could be. There's probably to a rewatch it. Meaning, like, I mean, is there a movie well. that does that well? They like kids act the it movies. It movies was real, yeah, right? They, they kept but, doing real feelings. I mean, like, but this is also PG. But yeah, that's, you're talking about the difference between like that's popular. This is like, yeah. but this is also released. This woman's a billionaire right now. This She's woman so is, much money. Dude. Got Mike Bloomberg money. But that's how you get yeah. that type of money by doing yeah. it this way, right? Yeah. But is it, maybe it's 07 too, like 07 release. Saying, you gotta tone it down a little they bit. downplay yeah. Sirius's death for sure. That was another thing, right? With this, it's like very quick the way they handle it. That's yeah. my that's my problem with this movie is that a lot of the best scenes they just took out. Like that whole chase scene in the end in the Mystery of Magic was yeah. insane, yeah. disorienting. Yeah, remember that fucking uh, door he opens and the veil comes out and the mist. Yeah, and then it's like, what the fuck was that? Closes the door, leaves again. I'm like, that. What's that about? Isn't there like a brains part too? There was a brains thing. And like flew in the air and like grabs. Yes. Like tentacles coming out what? of the brains. And Dude, like, this that? book was bonkers. Yeah, it was really cool, man. Okay. <laughs> also, Wait, also, have a shattered moment. Okay. I would not have been able to uh, pull off Snape when she goes. What does that mean? Snuffles is in the place where it's hidden. I was like, whoa. Yeah. Uh, is that how love oh, works? Yes. <laughs> yeah. He was like, I have no idea. I was like, I would have been like, wow. You got me. Oh, you <laughs> fucked up. Yeah, you the broke. I yeah. went the broke. I just would have been like, all right. I mean, this is too hard to lie through this part. <laughs> it was so obvious that Harry just told him something. Yeah. The fact that he denied it was fucking wild, right yeah. in the face. Well, I mean, you don't you don't become like the best wizarding spy. Yeah, yeah. Right. In history. Yeah, he's he's you up there. Pretty bad at espionage. <laughs> yeah. If you flip right there. Oh shit, Harry! No. A secret. That's <laughs> like oh what? my god, a secret! Damn it! Fuck, dude, Snape. This is why you suck. Snape like you... stutters back there. He's like, no, 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 nothing. I don't know what it just means. Just kidding. The weirdest thing to me is that they they didn't have trackers on any of the kids. Like they didn't have a way that they could just like appear next to them. Because when Snape reached out to Yorder, they had to know that Sirius is fine immediately. Right. And why didn't no, he they just don't. wait on that? Why didn't he go to Snape's office? Yeah, wizards, and just like, <laughs> wizards don't have any kind of instant communication on their uh, bodies. Looks like. Right. It's kind of weird. They gotta go to like a mirror on the wall. I always hated that that they, they are magic people, but they still use lanterns. It's like you don't have right. a fucking light spell you can do. So I, I never technology got a whole right. one. Yeah. Technology's more convenient than the technology. Uh, sorry, <laughs> technology's more convenient than the magic. Right, which <laughs> like, makes no sense. It's like, 
But I mean, I think the the main problem with this, with, with this book is that it stayed the movie it stayed at one clip. So the one clip, it didn't actually have any the ups and downs the book had. Right. It's just one clip, you know, everything gloomy. It's you like gotta, it's like a Zack Snyder gotta, film. Yeah, you, you go to Dumbledore's uh, office and you're like, are you FaceTiming? Yeah, yeah. And then he's like, I don't want to start a fire. Dude, Come on, man. Do y'all care about this movie? Like, yeah. yeah. Okay. Now, this segment is called Sunken Ship, where we just take a relationship that's happened in Harry Potter and we fucking see how we feel about it. We usually play fan fiction, but because we all have a very similar reaction to Ginny and Harry being together. Oh, yeah. Everybody listening knows we think Harry and Luna should have been together. Oh, yeah. And we oh, try yeah. to make the case here. And Osama and Case agree with us. Tell us why. Why do you think Harry and Luna were better than Harry and Ginny? Well, Luna, first of all, they're both fucking weird. You know what I'm saying? They're both fucking weird. Right. They're both loners. They're both outcasts. They, 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 don't, they don't talk about this enough in Harry's life is that even when you're with Ron and Hermione, he goes through three things that nobody can understand except Luna. Who has seen death. You know what I'm saying? Like, he'll yeah. go through like, in this book three or four times that he's like, well, hey, no one understands me. You know, no one gets yeah. me. And then out comes Luna out of a bush. Harry. My is parents it? dead also. Oh, <laughs> shit. What the fuck? She stuck up for him literally like five or six different times, man. You, How crazy you, is it? You, you gotta you, love Luna that if, if you come out of the bushes like that, you gotta have be equipped with some awesome line. And yeah. she always did. She always came out of nowhere, but it came in with some fucking fire. She had a good reason to be. Oh, like, she always had a good reason. For my flip flops. <laughs> yeah. You got a oh, shout out for that. It is wild they don't end up together. Also, because if you had another girl that you and her were the only two people who could see invisible horses together, <laughs> you're telling me you're not gonna have some you're, kind of better you're not relationship. Fuck a little bit, you know, Jed? I go, hey, you know, me and you were the only ones who could see yeah. invisible horses. And then, and then he's like, while they're while he's dating Janie, Jenny. They'll do like invisible horse jokes, and then Jenny right. will be like, "What was that? Uh, yeah, what was yeah. that about?" Oh, oh, more that was just humor. <laughs> oh, oh, great, great Thestrals again. Oh, you guys oh, got oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't want yeah, me we to have things too. But <laughs> I don't bring them up right. right oh, Luna sent you a Thestral meme. Cool. Oh, very cute. Oh, a really Thestral e card. Yeah. That's, that's real nice. Real nice. Y'all have a thing. And she just sees like white screen on her computer. Oh, you wouldn't get it. You know, we never. In terms of sunken ship, I need to look into other people they put Ginny with because we oh, always man. talk about how Ginny's wrong for Harry. They put Ginny with, but who would Ginny be? Who would Ginny work they with? They put Ginny with Draco. They yeah. put Ginny with Neville. That won't they work. Put that won't Ginny work. with Seamus. They put that won't work. Uh, Ginny yeah. with Cedric. That Everybody. No, you know what work? It would uh, Dean Thomas would work. Nah, I don't think so. Because right. think about it, she looks like one of those woke activisty types. You know, and she's an athlete too. That I don't think sense. so. Yeah. He's not a he's not you. an impressive enough person to her brothers. Like her brothers, it needs uh, to be somebody who her brothers would want to hang out with. Sure, I, I can see her getting older and dating somebody older, like a Victor Crumb or somebody. That's like what that. I think. Like, it oh, needs to be sure. impressive, you know. But that Oliver sure. Wood, Oliver Wood would be cool. Nah, sure, I'm from book three. Really? That was like three years, four years older than Harry. To be fair, I like the whole uh, Cedric uh, Ginny thing because of the age difference. Yeah, hot. No, but I <laughs> Whoa, Cedric, yeah, Cedric's corny. Uh, I mean, they tolerate. But so is Ginny. Lee Jordan's cooler than they're than both Cedric. corny. Cedric's it's the like guy who plays like. Joan Rivers and Wendy Williams. <laughs> yeah, dude. Who would you rather? No. <laughs> Cedric plays acoustic guitar on the Hogwarts steps. You know what I'm saying? He's that. He knows Wonderwall. Yeah, yeah right. Actually, you, you know what I'm saying? Oh, He's Wonderwall White. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's why I don't like Cedric at all, you know? It was unfortunate he had to die because he's such a fucking minor character anyway. Yeah. And who, does, who does Cedric end up with if you were doing this? Who's a theoretical? Oh, Cho, Cho. for sure. Cho. Yeah, probably. They always stay together. Oh, they're both yeah, losers. You're right. They're both losers. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they're making steam shit for dinner. Oh, my God. <laughs> he, they definitely boil <laughs> gillyweed. Oh, we just steam some fish. <laughs> Come over. But I could also see Cedric being with something. Some name cool, drop, like man. Tonks. Like, I mean... He's not as good for Tonks as Lupin, but like he could be with someone like Tonks. Tonks? No way. She's a little older, isn't she? She's way too old to be with. Nah, you bugger. You uh, so? What I get from Ginny is yeah, uh, you're looking good. at basically someone who's graduated college and someone who's still in high school. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. that's like a 25 year old and like a 15 you, year old. You know, there's been some like seventh way. years uh, and some first years doing the shit. It's like, oh, that's what the fuck. You can't talk about those stories. But wizards they're all, not they're all, <laughs> they all get married way too young anyway. And then after they the fuck. Like it's in Bill O'Reilly fanfiction. How, um, how long do wizards live? Mischief managed. Till, and it's just wizards like him live till, uh, Wizards live till 150. And they all so and they get in the married books, in their twenties. Yeah. So oh, shit. a lot of them do. I mean, Dumbledore never gets married. Neither does McGonagall. But like, mm -hmm. yeah, a lot of the ones that get married get married super young. <laughs> 
Okay. There's so, one scene where McGonagall has clearly just gotten slammed. Ah! And oh, there's yeah, an well, alarm, and she has to come downstairs, and Harry's like, I had a bad dream. I'm sweating. She's like, are you sure you're not fine? You sure you want to go back to bed? I, I think I think McGonagall's lesbian, and I think yeah. Dumbledore oh, keeps writing Tr- Trelawney? Trelawney and Go- uh, and McGonagall and Flitwick sometimes. Oh, Flitwick. Wow. And this I think that Dumbledore swipes right on Grinder until he finds until he finds Grindelwald's picture. That's the only explanation because <laughs> who's not horny right now? Honestly, if you're not horny, you're fucking weird right now, dude. I think it's just like a spring right? day outside, and that's what happened. Order of the Phoenix just rose again. <laughs> that's what I'm saying, dude. Question for you: This might not be easy, but how could you justify? You kind of have to in this sense. Mm-hmm. Umbridge. It's the hard one. I have a good one. Because she's horrible in every way that she's horrible, but she's horrible in the way that she's horrible for the ministry. Mm -hmm. And I don't necessarily think that she's necessarily like into Voldemort as much as it just like she's into the ministry and rules and she sucks. So she's not like, not to say like it's okay, she's following orders, but she so believes in the thing that she believes in that she feels righteous. So she thinks she's doing something correct, even though she's completely insane. So you can't really like argue. She has no True. reasonability. You can't argue with her. She's like, I'm 100 percent right. Everything I'm thinking right now. That is the only way to justify her. I think it's like she just drinks a Kool Aid on every level. Right. And so she, all her actions are not evil. They're just you know the cultists. Which is but there's her no, backstory there's no is a little bit rehabilitating her. Her yeah. backstory is that she had a Muggle mother and a magical father, and she had a brother who was a squib, and hmm. she went to Hogwarts, and then. Her father and her ended up abandoning her mother and her brother, and so it's like kind what? of an evil environment that she grew up in. Her father was what evil. The fuck? Took yeah. her. Yeah. And by the way, I just found out about this when he said it. So this is new. <laughs> and you're saying it with such authority, right? Yeah, now. but I'm no, like, yeah. okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. It fits with who she is. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So if you think about it that way, then you go, okay. So she glommed on to the ministry because it was kind of evil. And if the ministry didn't exist, she would have glommed onto another right. evil. She's almost like a more active Pettigrew. Like Pettigrew will mm. seek evil in evil times and good in good times. Umbridge is gonna seek evil always. Right. Yeah. If the ministry is wrong, then what she did as a little girl abandoning her what is it, her mother and her yeah. brother was wrong. Uh. So the ministry has to be right. That way her leaving her brother and her mother oh, is right. Yes. That's and interesting. Level, sure, that's sure. What that means to her. Yeah. Her her really her being well, on the right side of history means she was right. But she was right. What she did. Okay, like, shit. Shit. Don't you think that makes her a bit more dangerous because she's yes. malleable? She could 100%. be the best person. It all depends on who the minister is. Right. Right. You know I mean, whatever the minister yeah. wants, die will. Well, be if the done. minister was somebody like Arthur Weasley, she wouldn't respect him. Right. Oh. It needs to be somebody authoritative too. Gotcha. And of course, the whole thing where it resonates with what she did. She left non-magical people. Yes. So whatever it is, oh, but the minister can't. But, but, okay, but that wouldn't. It, exp- it has to be someone that's like that magical exp- people. Maybe I'm not gonna comment on it. Mm-hmm. And she goes, "All right, yeah, don't comment that on. W- it. I'll read between the lines. Yeah. I get it." And he's like, "No, no, no, I'm not racist." He goes, "She goes, uh huh. Keep saying it louder. Yeah. People are here. Oh, they're here. They're here. What are you saying? <laughs> he goes, I'm not racist. That's actually very true, dude. Oh my god. I'm just saying that. Oh, I forgot. I knew I was too high to be like. By the end I'm of it, pretty high, but I'm coming but, out of it. I no, like no. It. By the end of it, I'm like, I'm gonna forget what I'm gonna say. Shit. Uh, Dolores Umbridge, Umbridge, yeah. Umbridge, Umbridge, fuck me, Great is a bitch. Very Dickinsonian. Oh, yeah, yeah. I take Umbridge oh with goodness. that. Yeah, that's good. Dickinsian? Oh, God. Dickinsian? But yeah, for me, the only way I think you can redeem Umbridge is to say that she's on the side of the law. But I feel <gasps> Oh, like... shit. Before I forget, before I'm too high. So let, me, let me say it. Um, <laughs> that would not explain her sadism, though. So like you're saying, because she has moments in the, in the movie where she truly just takes joy in the pain. Yes. Yeah. Now that can't be explained by the family. I think there's a little bit of a sociopath in her because of the pleasure she takes. Maybe, I'm not sure if that's due to the actual pain or because she thinks that justice is being served. Right. I'm not sure what, where that's coming from. acting from the actress. Yeah. Uh-huh. She really I did think, a good job. Yeah. I think she did such a good job that we can't pull one away from the other. Right. Like we're talking about both performances like there's no difference between the book and the movie. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's just kudos to that. Can you imagine her looking at Harry not acting well and be like, I'm I'm in here putting 110% yeah, every just, day. Yeah. And oh, this yeah. bitch. But the chest is true. Great, 
You know? But then she also sees somebody like serious and she's like, oh, but he's not even trying. He's doing this at this level. Yeah. yeah. So she can't even, like, who are you going to, if you're Harry at that age. <laughs> Imagine she's acting, she goes, are you Gary Oldman? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. That was pretty good. Yeah. Wow. Right. I love them to break in the thing and go, wait a second. Are you Serena McKellen? This is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Ian Helena Bonham Carter. I'm about to say Ian McKellen is not in this movie. You know? I know. Like, what's that guy's name? I don't know his name. Everyone Michael forgets it. Gambin. Oh, Michael it's, not, it's not Gary Oldman, which is insane. I know it still makes no sense. How do you think you would have reacted if you were Neville and you heard that Bellatrix was free? Oh wow! Oh, shit. Good question. That's a good question, man. Jesus Christ. Dude. Uh, well, it's similar to the Harry Voldemort relationship, right? Very. Man, oh, Crash Jr. must have been weird for Neville <laughs> to find out about. I don't, I, it's similar, but man, seeing your parents every day in a yeah. dating asylum has got to be different than never talking right. to them. Oh, my Because you would be angry. Because you can't ide- idealize them either. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Me, it would be on site. You're like, I could have yeah. just yeah. had a dad or a mom. Yeah. It's right there. She, right. she would have killed them. And they're she gone. And it's their fault. Right. Her, her fault. She would have had to because I would have tried whatever like spell I could try to learn to hurt a motherfucker, I would have tried to learn. I feel like Neville would be more angry in real life. You know what I'm saying? Like, this guy is just sort of like, oh, no, woe is me. right? He huh? goes to Crucio at her. Oh, he does. Doesn't he? Maybe not in the film. No, that, uh, the... Daniel Radcliffe, Harry Potter. <laughs> I yeah, need to say Daniel that. Everybody Radcliffe. knows. Yeah. Uh, Daniel Radcliffe, wait, who's that? So, <laughs> they, he Crucio's her, and then in the book, she goes, you have to mean it. You have yeah. to blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And then it's like, in this, they don't oh. have her say it. Right. Yeah. They have, have Voldemort, Voldemort say, it. say it. Right. And it still works, but... Uh, I like it better with her saying it. Yes. It just yeah. proves the point. Like, no, nigga, that's my signature curse. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? If you're going to do it, do it right. Right. But, uh, <laughs> I'm saying less what you think they'll feel. What would you, Usama, you, right, Will, right, you right. taste? It's you, yeah. your parents, and your parents that you know now. Uh, Neville's parents. They fucked up in the hospital because yeah. of uh, Bellatrix. 13-year-old you's getting that news. How's 13-year-old you react? <sighs> I haven't seen her yet, right? I'm, I haven't seen her yet. I'm just getting the news that this has happened. Yep. It was anger, pure. Pure and like deep, deep anger. And also a, a, yeah. a resolve that my whole life will be about this now. You know yeah, what I'm saying? It's like, it's like a traumatic level of like whatever it is. Yeah. Is like too much. Like yeah. you need to be talking to someone or something. Like it's too crazy that the person that killed your parents. Because I was looking at this and I go, this is fun. They've toned down certain things. Remember we were yeah. talking about before like. It's kind of stuff that's like pretty heavy that they toned down because yeah. you're like, hey, you want to watch it and have it like be a fun thing. Mm-hmm. But I mean, if this was real, yeah. her physically at any point having touched the son of the two people she put into a sinus home or basically murdered yeah. for their entire rest of their life yeah. and took their parents away in real life, her like the first time she physically touched Neville would have been like, that's so fucked up yeah, that this yeah. woman's allowed yeah. to physically con- she destroyed yeah, yeah. his yeah. family yeah. and now he's she's physically harming but him it's again it's a jailbreak scenario crazy right. it is a jailbreak scenario like if you saw her in public you would you know in theory call the cops and be like i just saw Bellatrix at the mall yeah, you could would see, you be yeah. able to believe it I would mean, you even want to fucking believe it right no, that's you, more you what have I'm to keep saying. being a kid i guess you can't just like you could, I guess, but I mean, that would be like, uh, it would really fuck you up if you were the one that ended up killing her. Him and, ha- him and Harry, It's I not think healthy of, for you to be the one that kills her, I don't think. Him and Harry are two sides of the same coin, where I think right. Neville actually turned out a lot better than Harry did in the end. Well, the, the prophecy end. was either about him or Neville. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he, right? he wasn't neglected underneath stairs for yeah, <laughs> 11 dude. years. Right. Yeah. His grandmother, at least, was a... Was human being, yeah, yeah. True. yeah. He, we sat he, him on the stairs. The whole movie yeah. about Harry Potter should just be about him dealing with the eleven years of initial trauma. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't yeah. remember his parents dying. Right, but really. right, right, right. This is something that we came upon in the uh, watching the Order of the Phoenix. Opportunia, huh? Hot. Oh yeah. Yeah. Why they show that much the leg? Older like I that get, was. The hotter she gets. What is yeah, going on? And then when I come back in ten years, McGonagall, cool kid, get my dick, dude. Hello, transfigure my dick into a bigger <laughs> dick. <laughs> <laughs> That Fuck might her. be yeah. <laughs> She goes You're just looking at her Like this is yeah. the biggest My dick has ever been Woo Wingardium Leviosa dude. That might be The wildest thing Ever said <laughs> In this podcast <laughs> Certainly the wildest one That didn't get edited out <laughs> yeah, Most certainly And we're keeping it Yeah, yeah, yeah That's what I say As you man. should Matt like, who we at time wise All together you think uh, We're probably Close to 50 minutes Close to 50 minutes What you think y'all We could do 
last thing and wrap up, huh? Yeah. Cool. Okay. Yeah. All right, let's figure out what the fuck it's going to be. What was Will's question? Oh, man. This movie. Jesus Christ. The seventh. Dope would have even been a millionaire. It'd be 16. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Well, I, I didn't they say, didn't the Rupert Grint say his money's gone kind of at this point? No. No I way. think, yeah. They have like, like 100 million, dude. They do, probably. He could, and if there's any right. sort yeah. of fairness in the world, right. they get something. Yeah. When this plays on TV. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that guy's got to be making 50,000 a year for this uh, playing on television. Jesus Christ. Oh, they have and that's the very low end, I bet. Uh, They're making money. This is a big movie. Yeah. All right. So, y'all, we're going to take it into our last thing. Order the Phoenix. This is the first high cast. We're all extremely yes. upset. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't know oh. how much we just smoked, but it was too much. A lot. Most definitely. So, now, having Air's said that. Air's real thin up here. <laughs> <laughs> having said all that, we got to watch Order the Phoenix front to back. From all the movies you've seen, all the books you've read, where do you rate Order the Phoenix out of the eight movies? And then where do you rate? Order the Phoenix out of the seven books. Well, oh God, this is uh, a lot of numbers. Well, rewatching the movie, I couldn't. I, I just remembered how much gratuitous, uncomfortable. How many of those kinds of scenes there are? Yeah, it's not as fun as I remembered. Yeah, it's like the most. It, the arc of it kind of reminded me of Django, where like the beginning of it is just <laughs> brutal stuff to watch, like uncomfortable. Just like violence and terror, mm-hmm. uh-huh. and then you have cathartic scene in this. It's the Weasley scene, and it, in Django first shootout, yeah. and then uh, you have the finale, and it's Dumbledore fighting Voldemort. That kind of makes you feel better, but not fully. Right. Mm-hmm. Dude, this whole uh, movie poster is in gray. Look at this melancholy ass movie, dude. It's a sad. What? Yeah. Fucking what, palette. Hey, what do we watch this on Hulu? Uh, Amazon. We watch it on Amazon. Dude, like, it's it's a completely built to Samuel Jackson. It's a melancholy affair from fucking point one to fucking point <laughs> end, man. And and that's and that's what it does for me. Where like I, I'm, I'm watching this the whole time, and I, I like Order of the Phoenix more when I read the book, right? So for me, I guess this is like bottom three. Bottom three. What's oh, your- I was it. Yeah, I would say around bottom two. three. Bottom three. Bottom three. I actually, so I put a top three. What bottom the? Yep, fuck? I go the other way. I'm the heel, baby. Jesus okay. Christ, dude. So where do you put in the top three? I think three. Oh, Wait, as yeah. movie? As movie and book. What? Yeah, as a movie and as a book. book. I got it way up there. Because as a book, it could be up there. But sure. Talking about them. Okay. Well, the reason is because <clears throat> it's like everything's been leading up to this, and it's like now it's on. It's like in uh, Back to the Future when he can finally, when the first time he actually time travels. Like, all right, mm-hmm. the movie started now. Okay, he's so, it's happening. So this movie's like, good. Voldemort's back. Everybody right. knows it's on. You know what I mean? Like before that, it was like fucking spy shit and this. Now it's like, okay, man, that's true. This dude's back. Harry was right. Dumbledore is here. Let's go. Here's why it's in the bottom three for me. It's in the bottom three because it was so gloomy most of the time. And then when you read the book, it just lags at certain points where it's like, well, I've only been reading this for like an hour, but it feels like I've been here for three hours. Right. I felt that as well, but I thought it was because they went to, what is it, 12 Grimald Place? Mm-hmm. I went to the headquarters of Orders of the Phoenix. I thought that the reason the book lagged was because they made so many visits back and forth. But that's what I'm where saying. Where I was like, there's a lot of like, Moody's here today, and then this person's here, and then this person's here, and it's like... It's a lot. It's a JK, lot. Jk, was it by the letter? We we never we never really got in the movie, especially any paid? resolve with Dumbledore and Harry. You right. know what I mean? It was very lackluster. Even cases, um, uh, reason for why it's good that it sets up the next scene. You're saying it's good because six is great. You see what I'm saying? No, yeah. I'm saying it's good. You're saying it's good because, because seven because is great. The end of this is where it picks up for me so big. At the absolute end. The end, end, and then those like two hours in, this movie becomes yeah, the best and then movie. Right at the last few minutes, you go <laughs> finally because there's no. so much buildup. It's not, it's not two hours. It's the previous four movies and two hours, and then you finally go, whoa, it's happening. They like they finally made it. Real. Okay, okay. Like the wow, the whole time they've been talking about it. Ah, see, because I felt like it's like Empire did that a lot better because there was a lot more direct, dangerous. Yeah, and nobody with believes Lord them. And Harry. But that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So nobody believes, right? What one thing this movie did well is it made Harry feel isolated and you right. felt bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, right? sure. The movie did that well. The movie also did a good job of him and um, Sirius's character. In the book, Sirius was a piece of shit to have. He's kind yeah. of an ass. You know what I right. mean? He's and like then very he dies. self-involved. 
he dies yeah. without them ever really reconciling yeah. anything. I thought know? J.K. was trying to like teach people weird lessons with the book because I was reading like, the book and I was like, "Dad suck." Yeah, yeah. yeah was the whole that. point of yeah. serious to be like sometimes adults are like kids and yeah. you can't count on them? Like, what was the underlying message you're I trying think, to give with this I character? Think you might hit the nose. Yeah. It was a weird I mean, like. This is for has, kids. I think Sirius Black like, was J.K. Rowling's ex-husband. You think so? Mm. Something about that, just the way he is on camera. I thought of God, yeah. she's writing him. Just <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, it does feel like that. Fucking yeah. Bill, you know? Yeah, yeah it's it just a message like, to her kids. You can yeah. be better than your dad. <laughs> yeah. It feels like not too many people feel sorry enough when he dies in the book. I know, like, um, Harry oh, goes yeah. goes off, but Lupin is, like, chillingly calm. Mm-hmm. Uh. You know what I mean? In the movie and kind of in the book. Right. Like, he knew it was fortuitous? Kind of. Hmm. Yeah. And Harry is responsible for Sirius' death, but we'll get into that. You, on another, you think uh, so? Hundred percent. He only showed up there to save Harry. Oh yeah, definitely, uh, definitely, definitely. Tried to contact him yeah. at the order. You'd have found out Sirius was fucked. He was, he was sitting fine. At home yeah. Drinking wine, yeah, yeah. Winking but, at shit. But then when you were in trouble, boom! He just he uh, didn't think twice and just right. went to save Harry. So Sirius is very redeeming. Actually, his love for yeah. Harry redeems him in all aspects, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, dude. I mean, bro, he had a terrible family life. He was in Azkaban. It's Azkaban, bro. Azkaban, dude. Yeah, so yeah, fuck yeah. you up a little bit. A lot of sympathy on his end. Yeah. Like Come on, man. He was in prison in Azkaban. So where you rating the movie, Osama? Movie, bottom three. Bottom three. It's one of the most sad affairs. Dude, my favorite movie is actually a one sad. and two because <laughs> the best director. The best director was one and two because it literally had the perfect mix of magical feelings and uh, the, the heaviness of it. After three, three, I think, arguably one of the best. Yeah, After three, though, four and five, six, really, and seven, part one, got really Order of Phoenixy. It was yeah. very the same kind of melancholy ass thing. The but last, right. the last Harry Potter, seventh, brought it back up for me. So gotcha. That, that's um, my official. Okay. And very, very last thing, just go across the board. Will will start you. Favorite character in this movie, go. Man. I feel like he only has one line, but I'm going with Kingsley Shackle. Oh, wow. Shackle Bolt. That one line is so good. He's got style. There you go. How about you, Max? Uh, I'm going to go with Luna. I like uh, that. Like, there you go. Good man. Case. I got to say serious, but it's only because of you, Nico. All right. Because <laughs> what you pointed out earlier. Mm-hmm. I think it's so funny. He, he was a dog. Yeah. And then he became a human. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize he had a jacket and then no other clothes underneath <laughs> yeah. at all. And you're like, yeah, he could just have clothes. Why didn't he put clothes on? And I go, it's a great point. Yeah, because when he showed up to Hogwarts, he had on clothes. So that was like, where the fuck were you coming from? Bro? That adds such a wild layer to this character. It's, so crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. It's, it's, so, it's so crazy. Like, he's like a Grateful Dead fan. You know what I mean? He's like, Yo. hey, man, you got to see people naked sometimes. What's he? We're all human. What if What if Moody went to find him and, like, get him out of, like, a girl's bathhouse? Yeah, shit yeah. Like right. Come on, you fucking pervert. Let's go to Harry. That would be so Harry's goddad. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. He's just like, he's just got drunk, started day yeah, drinking, right, right. Places, like, I'm not your dad, Harry. Dude, you know, you know, Harry's gonna save him from fucking all the fucking first years. You yeah, know, he, hey, oh, get yeah. over here, come on back to Hogsmeade. Yeah. Serious, no. Serious, you can't do that. You can't anymore. fuck the Times first years, bro. He's such an irresponsible anima guy. <laughs> and why yeah. did yes. Here's one thing I never understood: if you're already an illegal anima guy, why not just change your animal? Wait, no, I thought you, you can't. can only do. You don't oh. choose the animal. Yeah. It's kind of like Patronus. Right, right. right. Oh, I didn't like, know that. Yeah. You don't yeah. choose the animal. No, you I, have I guess it makes sense, but you have like. A, you Ooh, have... What would your animaga? 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 Yeah. Who was? What would everyone's be? Uh, I, I think we did this before, but me Wolverine definitely. What? Wolverine? Okay. Yeah. Oh, well, oh, the actual thing. Oh yeah. shit. Huh. Bro, I didn't I, I didn't think of this, and then I asked the question, and then I had a very impulsive reaction, and now I'm trying to think. Of one, and I can only well, think of one Magical is reaction. tricky, though. So if you go magical, then you can't really exist in muggle situations. With oh, you can't yeah, go magical. Right. You have to pick something that's normal. Well, you can. I well, think. if I pick something normal, then my Well, Wolverine is. is normal. Yeah, you Wolverine. could be a Wolverine. Yeah, I could be a Wolverine. Yeah, Wolverine. Yeah, Wolverine. Wolverine. Yeah, that, that's a Wolverine, yeah. They're not magical. Yeah, they're not magical. You're right. No, you're good. Yeah. Um, this I feel is like I would want to be a bird of some kind. All right. Okay, sure, sure. Sure. Like a pelican? Pelican. Um... Uh, either hyena. Oh wow! So I'm kind of spazzy, you know what I'm saying? Okay. And I'll, you know, just the energy of a hyena, probably. Okay, that's what I'm getting. Fair enough, Matt. <laughs> I think I'd be either a dog or a sea lion. I think 
Max would be <laughs> Max would be a phytoplankton, dude. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. A dog or a sea lion, nice. That suck oh. if your anime guy was just like. Of seaweed, yeah. <laughs> You're like, fuck, man. Right, or you got a roach. Dude. Yeah, I'm, Yo, I'm, a, I'm a roach. Like, you thought you were awesome as fuck? Do you become things, a man. Do these things say, like, is, does it say something about your personality? What your Yeah, yeah, yeah. Serious and very loyal. If you were, like, if you are a chimp, though, that would be the best. And then you just have the same clothes. Yeah, like, he was hanging out. You out of your clothes every time. Uh, that's cool. Oh, that's funny. Dude, and then uh, you always, always got to remember where you left them. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> in case go you go get them back. <laughs> That's incredible. That's so funny, dude. Because it'd be a beaver. beaver. Oh, because I, I eat that. Damn. <laughs> See you, bro. Uh, so that's the first thing you think of. The most, like, the one that can blend in in any situation. I think Rita Skeeter, in a way, did it right. The though. beetle. Yeah. The yeah. beetle was very it's slick. practical. No, but, but beavers are workers. They're very much, they, they work hard right. on jobs. So so trying to make it feel better. Like, quickly. <laughs> Of all the characters in this movie, who who did you identify with most? Osama? Um, Neville. 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 The pain, the pain of just like knowing that you have a troubled family life, mm-hmm. and still going to the meetings, going to Double Arm B. Yeah. You know, and then finding a purpose through that. That's I love all that. The same you know? here. I'm picking Neville because he had to go through a lot. Not too many people really, really understood it, right. and he came out on the other end and made his people proud. Yeah. So. I'm picking Neville. I, Neville. I pick uh, Sirius because I've tried to wear jackets with no clothes underneath. And, uh, <laughs> people won't let you do it, guys. It's really annoying. Especially when there's kids around. It's crazy. I mean, that's why you got to be a dog. It's very annoying. And last, and definitely not least, Will. Uh, I would go with Ron. I, just being in the position, especially in the beginning of the movie, where Harry is escalating and you're just like, yeah, but I'm loyal to this, so I guess yeah. I'm just stuck with this person that's... Handling this different than how I would handle it. Yeah. That's probably the one. And then also seeing Hermione be brilliant like all movie and just kill it. Yeah. But then Ron has the one moment with the uh, the other group. Mm-hmm. Remember where he uh, he takes down Umbridge's little brigade. Right. Umbridge's yeah. hall, hall patrol. Right. All right. So, guys, first of all, thank you all for coming out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, oh, I had a great time. Yeah, so fun, fun, man. Will you all be able to Ooh, function geez, after this? Yes. I got shit to do. I'm going to show you that. Tom, hold on. Well, we got a reunion tour episode. <laughs> what happened in your day after this podcast? <laughs> we'll do a bigger high cast someday soon. Now, ladies and gentlemen, this has been the high cast episode of the Potterhood Podcast. Fellas, tell me where they can find you on social media. Usama bin Laughing at U S A M A B I N L A U G H I N. Follow my podcast at Your Mango Bay. Y O U R M A N G O B A E with my boy Pranav Bahari. It's a fucking wild shit. Thanks so much. Have a good day. Case, where can they find you? You can find me on all social media at Case Rosso with a K. And uh, I have a podcast uh, called Case of the Mondays, where people have fucked up their jobs, comedy, and dating. Check that out. It's on everywhere you can find your podcasts. The man, Max, what do you got? You can find me on all social media at Max Marcus Comedy. There you go. Will! You can find me on Instagram at Will Posnan. There you go. And you can find me at my website, NicoWhite.com. That is N-E-K-O-W-H-I-T-E.com. You can find me on Instagram at NicoWhite93. That's N-E-K-O-W-H-I-T-E-9-3. If you're going to be in L.A. in April, I am going to be doing the Netflix Comedy Festival. Uh, and yeah. I'm on the Pete Davidson and Best Friends show. Yay. Come out. That's April 28th. These are real, real plugs right here. Make some shit happen. <laughs> 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 this, <Blood> podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah. this has been episode 38 no. of the Potterhood Podcast. Thank you so much to Case and Osama. What a nice ending to that that movie that is... So, One of the most difficult so of all of them. Yeah, Will, Will I thought it was happy. Jesus Christ. <laughs> now then, Will, on three. One, two, three. Mischief Managed. Hey.